Hello, I'm Zara, a self-published author of young adult and new adult fiction. And I'm Kelly, a fantasy writer being held together by threads of optimism. And this is Writish, the podcast by writers for writers, where we discuss craft and hot topics in the writing community. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about bullet journaling. If you don't know what a bullet journal is, it was a system created by Ryder Carroll who has ADHD and he wanted an analog way to keep track of what he needed to do. And it's blown up a lot of people, you know, a lot of pretty art in it that he didn't originally do, but It's really cool. Kelly and I are not. We don't make our bullet journals pieces of artwork, although if either of us was going to, it's Kelly because she can actually draw. But let's talk about the main thing that people probably use it for, future planning. By that, I do mean the future log, although we're going to talk about daily planning too. The future log and the monthly log are things that uh, help me a lot when I am planning out live streams and family events to make sure that they don't overlap or school or events related to school, Um, but also book releases, which I then use to reverse engineer my writing schedule to make sure that I am giving myself enough time to write, revise, and edit before said publication. What do you use it for? Well, you see, I am not like an avid everyday bullet journaler. I do like having though a physical calendar that I can see what I'm planning and I can see how my schedule will flow for that month. So it's nice to have a reference of a visual calendar that I, you know, doodled up because I don't want to go spend X amount every year on paper calendar, which I guess could be recycled. Yes. Whenever I could just keep a journal and then I could look back on it years down the road that I just, you know, drew it all up myself. So it takes a little bit extra time, but I find it helpful and it's very relaxing, especially being a mother of two. It helps keep me on track. And whenever I sit down to draw out the next like monthly calendar, it's really nice because it is like 30 minutes to an hour I get by myself with no babies and no husband and I'm just doing my thing and it's very nice. (laughs) So while I don't do it like every day, I feel like this is something that if I was introduced to at a much younger stage in my life, like whenever I was in high school or whenever I graduated high school and was moving into college, I definitely would have utilized it more and I probably would have done a lot more artsy shit into it. (laughs) This is my fourth year doing it and I've changed how I've done it every so often. I now use a chronodex to track my time. I used to you know, just write out the hours and then color code. And sometimes I was like, I don't have enough time for that. And I skipped the time tracking altogether. So it is what you make of it. Which brings us to daily planning. I know you said that you don't do it daily. I make a to-do list basically every single day and then I write down dash and then you say whatever, which is called rapid logging for those of you who want to use the correct terminology. I do the bullets for my to-do list, which is normally homework or, you know, write this chapter. Um or at least work on this chapter because I don't always write a chapter per day. 
it also lets me see, you know, maybe something took a lot of time. So which explains why I maybe didn't get my whole to-do list done, but I was still very productive. And then also the rapid logging is normally if something really good happened, really bad happened, or I remembered something. It can be kind of anything, but it's always really short. I don't do a dear diary, dear journal reflection like some people do when they say that they have a journal, not necessarily a bullet journal. And some people do that type of long form journaling in their bullet journals and that's up to them, but I don't really have the patience for that. You were just talking about like journaling or dear diary. And I just had like some weird sort of flashback. And I don't know if you can hear my cat in the background, but I remember as a child, I tried journaling because I was already writing stories for a sense of control and a sense of escapism. So I thought, well, whenever a certain stages of my life happen. Like I growing up was in and out of court systems, talking to judges and stuff about home life and who I wanted to live with or who was, you know what I mean? Like what parent I wanted to be with. And there was some things I was like, oh, maybe if I just write everything down and whenever I go in and talk to the judge, I'll remember it. Because as a child going in, like it's really intimidating. Yeah, the, the judge was really nice and he was always like super friendly and the women he had in there who would like type up the stuff that I was saying like she was always so nice and pleasant and it's not like I was sitting in front of like a jury or anything it was just me him her but anyway I decided that I was going to journal everything and have a diary and I remember I like woke up one night and hearing laughing and giggling and I went out into the kitchen and it was my dad and his girlfriend and they were reading what I wrote and they were laughing about it. And it's not like I was just writing down the bad things. I was also trying to document like some good things. So like embarrassing inter- like things that or like things that I thought was really nice or interactions that I had at school. I was just going to say, like, if you are a parent and your child, whether it's a child or a teenager and they have a journal or a diary, please don't read it. Never read it. That is a violation of emotional privacy. Yeah. Physical privacy. Just don't do it. That's awful. And I kind of want to punch both of those people for you. I mean, it's okay. It's, I mean, it's not like it's okay now because I'm an adult and I'm in therapy and everything's going better. And I know if my girls decide to do that, I'm going to give them their full privacy because I just, it's important. Another thing I wanted to touch on because you were talking about how the original creator of this system had ADHD. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. And my nephew has ADHD and he's very like artistic too. So, this might be something that I introduce him to for like a birthday gift, like get to get him started, get him like all the markers and stuff like that. That'd be so nice. I might do that. But going back into daily planning, I, I was making like all those roundabout things. Daily planning. I also like to make lists. I am a Virgo rising. So I like to try to have my life together. <laughs> and uh, but given my lifestyle, not everything goes the way that my list has set. And uh, what I've learned, and it's taken me a lot of time to learn this, that it's okay that everything doesn't go exactly how I planned it for that day in the order I planned it. And kids definitely have made me more flexible with how I go about my day and more forgiving of myself and not being so critical on myself for what I do or don't get done. So if you're a parent listening and you have daily goals and you don't meet them all every day or you don't even meet any, you're a parent 
and you're still doing the most important job that you're ever going to do. And in my opinion, like being a mother is the most important thing I'm ever going to do. I'm in awe of anyone who does that. And I know a lot goes into that. And if you successfully have parented throughout the day and that's quote unquote, all you did, you still did a lot. (laughs) There were days whenever I was pregnant with Lucy that was just so unbearably uncomfortable because for those of you who don't know, whenever I'm pregnant, I am very uncomfortable. It's not a pleasant experience for me. And there were days that Logan would come home and everything would be like complete chaos. And I'm like, well, I kept Luna alive and I got to play with her a little bit before I really started like getting crampy or getting really tired. And he was like, yeah, you know what? That's good. You know, And I was like, yeah, I kept our toddler alive and unharmed because she is so into everything right now. And I'm trying like a lot of people would be like, oh, we'll just, you know, let her find out and then she won't do it again, like climbing on stuff or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want her to fall and get hurt though. I don't want her to have to find out. Neglect is not the answer. Yeah, like to some degree, I get it. Like obviously, like there's the old saying, like if you touch the hot stove, like, you know, you're not going to do it again. But if you're there and you can tell them not, like you should be there and telling them not to. Exactly. And trying to avoid that. Yeah, like I feel like if, you know, you're not there, if they're at school or something and they're like doing something and then they like fall and get hurt, it's like, okay, well, you know, mom tells you not to do that whenever you're home or yeah I have a hard time with that and today took Luna down to the park and she has this fascination with water and puddles which I don't know where she gets it from because I although am a Pisces hate water (laughs) and uh, she wanted to like run in it and play in it and this was the same puddle that over the weekend Logan almost slid in because it's on concrete oh no yeah I had to like fight with her on that and I was like okay Let's just go home and have lunch. Goodness. Is he okay? Oh, yeah, he's fine. He's, if you ask him, invincible. Okay. I mean, love Logan. Doubt that. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to be healthily skeptical of this. I love how also I'm getting like so off topic today. I'm so sorry. No, I like it. Let's talk about collections. So a collection is basically anything you put in your bullet journal that is not a daily log or a future log. It can be anything you want. I do have some pages in my bullet journals that summarize Chris Fox's rapid book launch timeline. I I always like to have it just in case I want to go back and reference it. I have a year-long writing habit tracker. I do track all writing in a spreadsheet for Mel Wardy, but in my bullet journal, it's only novel words because I'm curious about that. And then I also have a habit tracker for remembering to take my medicine every day. Having those trackers make me try to do them every single day. I love how professional your collections are. Like, it's just like very nice, like, like concise. Like, I feel like this is definitely something that I would love to explore more in the future with bullet journaling. And perhaps whenever both girls are in school, I'd have a bit more time to document things like my mood, who is piloting. So for those of you who don't know, I am a writer who lives with dissociative identity disorder, also known as DID. It is a disorder that is 
very stigmatized and we're not going to like super get into that today, but just know that I am someone who lives with this. And for me, I feel like this aspect of bullet journaling would be helpful because then I could see who is basically piloting the body at different points in time, how long they did. But we did have a journal, a little composition notebook at one point in time that each altar was supposed to just kind of jot down whenever they were around and like date and everything. And some did stick to this, but others were like, no, this is stupid. I got things to do. (laughs) And they just kind of did their own thing. And uh, so while I think that this would be great for our system, I'm not sure if everyone would be like completely on board because the, the effort it would take and, you know, they just can't be bothered. But also along with like habit tracking for writing, this would be very nice for me to further explore. Yeah, I think it could be cool to try and, you know, I'm not really sure whether you group discussion or something with <laughs> with the whole system about like, look, is it a pain in the butt? Yes, but just sign the book to let me know that you're here or something. Like, you know, make it really simple for them. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if there's a way that you can negotiate with them. But I think just trying it out again could be cool. It could be. It's definitely something that I'll have to talk to my therapist about. We'll see. It'll be a thing with my therapist that I'm sure we'll discuss again. And maybe if I just try it and stick to it and don't get so discouraged, if not everyone's participating, they'll eventually jump on board. Yeah, definitely ask your therapist and do what's best for you. But I just, I want you to live your best life and I want the best for you. So I'm here to offer words of encouragement. Also to crack the whip when you're procrastinating on goals that I know you want to achieve. (laughs) I love that for us. I love that that's our dynamic. So we were kind of talking about reflections in and out of all of that. We both have mental health stuff and people who don't have mental health stuff sometimes have a journal where they are do the Dear Diary, whatever this happened. I do the short form only if um, really good, really bad, or or just where it's like, it's not really good or really bad, but like it was a big thing, you know, that happened. You know, like oh, I got grades back or something and like generally grades don't affect me that much, but you know, I, they could theoretically if compounded with something else. So like I'll write those down in my bullet journal too uh, as part of reflections and I always leave a space in I so I do daily uh I don't really do a weekly spread anymore I used to and then I just kind of ran out of space uh to also include the time tracking for each day um and I'd rather do time tracking than look at a whole week at a glance in my bullet journal because I can do that with iCalendar on my Mac and my iPhone or whatever. It's very helpful also when I am looking at it when I'm talking to my therapist because if something triggers me, um, I normally remember it for the day and then like three days later, I've kind of put it out of my mind and I don't necessarily remember, but I'll remember other things that I'm telling her about my week and I'm like, oh, like I was acting weird this day Uh, or like weird as in like not my normal baseline and what I want it to be and she'll be like oh did anything happen I'll be like oh and I'll say for memory and then I'll flip through and I'll be like oh and I forgot this and normally it's a thing and she's like you forgot and I'm like yeah I use the skills 
that in the moment of crisis. And apparently my brain was like, okay, we're done. You handled it. You don't need to remember that. But uh, yeah, I guess that happened too. And then, you know, so it's a very good thing to have a record of it. And then weekly reviews. I have a space for it, but I haven't done them in a while. But I used to do, this is what happened this week. These are some trends. This is what I like. This is what I should change for next week. This is how I think I'm going to try and change it for next week. Um, And I probably should get back to that because that was a helpful thing. But kind of like uh, some members of your system, I was like, ah, it takes time. And like, it's not, I don't want to do it, but I think it would be helpful. So I should probably get back to that. I love that. I feel like that's something that I would love to delve more into just in general, the the wonderful world of bullet journaling, as Anthony Padilla would put it, <laughs> is something that I would like to kind of jump more into. But it would definitely be something that I could still try to implement into my daily routine a little bit by little bit before the girls go back to school. And then like once like the girls go to school, have a full in-depth Bujo experience and maybe get like a little artsy and then maybe I'll make like a cute little video and post it to YouTube and be like, this is my bullet journal. Look at how pretty she is. I mean, I would love that. I would love to watch that. But for people who are listening and are thinking of maybe wanting to start a bullet journal or to improve slash reform their habit the same way you're kind of talking about Kelly you can start small there is nothing in the bullet journal community that says you have to do it a certain way all at once take a lot of time on it because the whole point is that the system works for you and you use what works for you and you modify it. I think that's what's so appealing about it is that there's no wrong way to do it. Yeah, I love that. So even if you're not a writer, definitely this is something that you could take advantage of and jump into even... You know, obviously, Zara uses it for her writing and for her mental health and tracking and stuff. And I want to use it for my mental health and writing and tracking that. But I'll also probably document cute little things that the girls do. And as you should, like reflect on how, yeah, like reflect on how their relationship is growing. And then whenever they're teenagers and they absolutely hate each other, I can just go pull out an old journal and be like, on this day at this time, you guys made cookies together and it was so adorable. Why can't you just love each other? and be all in my mommy hormones <laughs> <laughs> that's cute I probably won't do that but I'll like go in my room and re read over it and just remember you can read it for memories and be like oh they do love each other they just don't remember it right now <laughs> Yeah, they just don't because they're two years apart. So like whenever Luna is 16, Lucy's going to be 14. So I can only imagine what, you know, my future has in store with that. (laughs) I'm going to wish you luck. (laughs) And if you ever need to hit me up and be like, my children are driving each other and therefore me crazy. Please help. Oh, girl, you're going to be the first one of the first to know. I will like hit up the group chat and be like, someone please give me strength or patience. I need patience because I saw this thing. I was like, I'm not really like Christian. I think I've talked about this before, but like a lot of my family members are. And there was this one thing that was shared on my personal Facebook. And it was like, Lord, give me patience because if you give me strength, I'm bound to slap a hoe or something like that. And I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I love that. 
That's really, really funny. Um, Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. But I was also thinking that when I watched In the Heights, the movie version of the musical, over the summer, there's a song the grandmother character says all the time. And she says, patience and faith. She says it in Spanish. And it's just, then we're both a little bit like, ah, faith, we're witches. So it's not that we don't have faith, but not in the normal sense that people say. Patience, yeah, we could all use some more patience. Patience is a virtue. And um, also, as... um someone who grew up in a very Christian family in a very Christian region. Obviously, Appalachia is very Christian, which I mean, there's nothing wrong with being Christian. So if you're Christian, you're listening to this. We 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 still love you. We don't like what people in organized religion do in the name of their religion when we're like, but that's a bad thing. Yeah. But going aside from that, one of the other things I always heard growing up was um, don't ask for patience because then God will give you more obstacles to uh to test you and make you patient so like it's always like be careful what you pray for and it made me like think oh the be careful of what you wish for because if you pray for patience or you pray for strength you're going to get it in a way that you necessarily don't want it delivered to you because you're going to be tested i would say in a more secular way and for those of you who don't know what that means that means non-religious in the show once upon a time they've always rumpelstiltskin who flip-flops between anti-hero and villain where he makes deals with people as he does and he always reminds people that magic always comes with a price and then in the musical into the woods which combines a bunch of different fairy tales different and in similar ways to once upon a time where the witch says wishes come true not free so i agree you should be careful what you wish for but that doesn't stop people from colloquially saying like god give me strength even if they don't necessarily believe in a god i love too that you brought up rumple because not to side sidetrack here because you know that's what i'm great at is tangents but i would love for us to do future episodes for character analysis and Rumple would be such oh my god yes such a good one to do because I love him as a character and I love how well written his character is from like this morally gray person like next to someone like Snow White in her character like it's just I find myself I was rooting for him more than I was rooting for Snow and Charming because after a while they just kind of got on my nerves yeah I mean there were definitely times where I was like Regina is right to roll her eyes at how lovey-dovey you are yes and even when Regina and Emma were oh god no that always made me laugh where I was like I like when they're on the same side yes I those would be another two good like character analysis if we wanted to do a whole episode dedicated to like one series and then just pick our favorite characters from that series like i love regina i love the dynamic relationship and how multifaceted her relationship was with her mother oh that was a hot mess it was if it were real it it was it was done well in the show yeah i I mean like if it were real i'd be like oh some people could have gone to therapy both of you should have gone to therapy (laughs) Yeah, like, I I just, but, like, being it, 
a show, obviously, and everything. Like, I just loved how the dynamic was there, and I love how well written it was, and it did. It made you empathize with what normally was looked at as a villain, and I just I loved that they did that, and they they twisted a lot of characters in that light and I just really liked that they did that. Uh, Yeah, it's one of the reasons why I love Wicked as my favorite musical because it does that for the Wicked Witch of the West and in a different way. I do like the Wicked version a bit better. And by Wicked, I do mean the musical because Wicked the book that it's based on, very different, not as big of a fan of it. Yeah, let's... We will save that for another time. Yeah. And those episodes will probably be long. This has been the Writish Podcast, and we'll be back with another episode next week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Writish Podcast without a hyphen and on Kofi at ko-fi.com slash the Writish Podcast, again without a hyphen. And be sure to join us for our season one wrap-up finale conversation. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. <laughs> we did it. We did. Bye. Bye.